Father in heaven, thank you, September 2nd. We thank you for today's greeting. We thank you, Lord God, that you anoint our eyes and ears. Lord, we give this word to you, Lord God, that it may prosper, that it may succeed. We turn over our readings to you, Lord. Be our eyes, our ears, our mouth, and our thinking, Lord, that we may see, Lord, and and that we may hear the words of God, Lord, that we may see clearly what you're doing in your word, and that we may hear what you're telling us, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. September 2nd. Amen. Let's see where we are. Ecclesiastes 1 1 to 3 22. Okay, here we go. Ecclesiastes. These are the words of the teacher, King David's son, who ruled in Jerusalem. Everything is meaningless, meaningless. Says the teacher, completely meaningless. (laughs) Meaningless. What what do people get for all their hard work under the sun? Generations come and generations go, but the earth never changes. The sun rises and the sun sets, then hurries around to rise again. The wind blows south and then turns north. Around and around it goes, blowing in circles. Rivers run into the sea, but the sea is never full. Then the waters return again to the rivers and flow out to the sea again. Everything is worrisome beyond description. No matter how much we see, we are never satisfied. No matter how much we hear, we are never not content. History merely repeats itself. It has all been done before. Nothing under the sun is truly new. Sometimes people say here is something new, but actually it is old. Nothing is ever truly new. We don't remember what happened in the past, and in the future generations no one will remember what we are doing now. I, the teacher, was king of Israel and lived in Jerusalem. I devoted myself to search for understanding and to explore by wisdom everything being done under the heavens. I soon discover that God has dealt a tragic existence to the human race. I observe everything going on under the sun, and really, it is all meaningless, like chasing the wind. What is wrong cannot be made right. What is missing cannot be recovered. I said to myself, look, I am wiser than any of the kings who rule in Jerusalem before me. I have great wisdom and knowledge than any of them. So I set out to learn everything from wisdom to madness and folly. But I learned firsthand that pursuing all of all this is like chasing the wind. The greater my wisdom, the greater my grief. To increase knowledge only increases sorrow. I said to myself, Come. Let's try pleasure. Let's look at the good things in life. But I found that this too was meaningless. So I said, laughter is silly. What good does it do to seek pleasure? After much thought, I decided to cheer myself with wine. And while still seeking wisdom, I clutched at foolishness. 
In this way, I try to experience the, the only happiness most people find during their brief life in this world. I also try to find meaning by building huge homes for myself and by planting beautiful vineyards. I made gardens and parks, filling them with all kinds of fruit trees. I built reservoirs to collect the water to irrigate my flourishing groves. I bought slaves, both men and women, and others were born into my household. I also owned large herds and flocks, more than any of the kings who had lived in Jerusalem before me. I collected great sums of silver and gold, the treasure of many kings and providences. I hired wonderful singers, both men and women, and had many beautiful concubines. I had everything a man could desire. So I became greater than all who had lived in Jerusalem before me, and my wisdom never failed me. Anything I wanted, I would take. I denied no pleasure. I even found great pleasure in hard work, a reward for all my labors. But I, as I looked at everything I had worked so hard to accomplish, it was all so meaningless, like chasing the wind. There was nothing really worthwhile anywhere. So I decided to compare wisdom with foolishness and madness, for who can do this better than I, the king? I thought, wisdom is better than foolishness, just as light is better than darkness. For the wise can see where they are going, but fools walk in the dark. Yet I saw that the wise and the foolish shared the same faith. Both will die. So I said to myself, since I will end up the same as the fool, What's the value of my wisdom? This is all so meaningless. <clears throat> For the wise and the foolish both die. The wise will not be remembered any longer than the fool. In the days to come, both will be forgotten. So I came to hate life because everything done here under the sun is so troubling. Everything is meaningless, like chasing the wind. I came to hate all my hard work here on earth, for I must leave to other everything I have earned. And who can tell whether my successors will be wise or foolish? Yet they will control everything I have gained by my skill and hard work under the sun. How meaningless. So I gave up in despair, questioning the value of all my hard work in this world. <clears throat> Some people work wisely with knowledge and skill then must leave the fruit of their efforts to someone who hasn't worked for it. This too is meaningless, a great tragedy. So what do people get in this life for all their hard work and anxiety? Their days of labor are filled with pain and grief. Even at night their minds cannot rest. It is all meaningless. So I decided there is nothing better than to enjoy food and drink and to find satisfaction in work. Then I realized that these pleasures are from the hand of God. For who can eat or enjoy anything apart from Him? God gives wisdom, knowledge, and joy to those who please Him. But if a sinner becomes wealthy, God takes the wealth away and gives it to those who please Him. This too is meaningless like chasing the wind. For everything there is a season. For everything there is a season, 
a time for every activity under the heaven, a time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant, and a time to harvest, a time to kill, and a time to heal, a time to tear down, and a time to build up, a time to cry, and a time to laugh, a time to grieve, and a time to dance, a time to scatter stones, and a time to gather stones, a time to embrace, and a time to turn away, a time to search, and a time to quit searching, a time to keep, and a time to throw away, a time to tear, and a time to mend, a time to be quiet, and a time to speak, a time to love, and a time to hate, a time for war, and a time for peace. What do people really get for all their hard work? I have seen the burden God has placed on us all, yet God has made everything beautiful for its own time. He has planted eternity in the human heart, but even so, people cannot see the whole scope of God's work from beginning to end. So I concluded there is nothing better than to be happy and enjoy ourselves as long as we can. And people should eat and drink and enjoy the fruit of their labor, for these are the gifts from God. And I know that whatever God does is final. Nothing can be added or taken from it. God's purpose is that people should fear Him. What is happening now has happened before, and what will happen in the future has happened before, because God makes the same things happen over and over again. I also noticed that the, that under the sun there is evil in the corrupt courtroom. Yes, even the courts of law are corrupt. I said to myself, in due season God will judge everyone, both good and bad, for all their deeds. I also thought about the human condition, how God proves to people, proves. how God proves to people that they are like animals. For people and animals share the same fate, both breathe and both must die. So people have no real advantage over the animals, how meaningless. Both go to the same place. They come from dust and they return to dust. For who can prove that the human spirit goes up and the spirit animal goes down into the earth? So I saw that there is nothing better for people than to be happy in their work. That is why we are here. No one will bring us back from death to enjoy life after we die. Woohoo! Okay, uh, Ecclesiastics 2, 1 and 11 says, Today's study, Solomon conducted his search for life's meaning as an, an experiment. He first tried pursuing pleasure. He also undertook great projects, bought slaves and herds and flocks, amassed wealth, acquired singers, added concubines to his harem, and became the most important person in Jerusalem. But... None of these gave him satisfaction. As I looked at everything I had worked so hard to accomplish, it was also meaningless, like chasing the wind. Some of the pleasures Solomon sought were wrong and some were worthy, but even the wrong, even the worthy pursuits were empty when he pursued them as an end in themselves. We must look beyond our activities to our underlying motives. Is your goal in life to search for meaning 
or is it to pursue God who gives meaning? Solomon summarized his many attempts at finding life's meaning as chasing the wind. We feel the wind as it passes, but we can't catch hold of it. In all our accomplishments, even the big ones, our good feelings are only passing moments. Security and self-worth are found in the love of God, not in these accomplishments. Think about where you put your time, energy, and money. Will you someday look back and realize that you too were just chasing the wind? I really like a couple of scriptures in here mm -hmm. uh, that says, you know, mm -hmm. that uh, how God gives um, He gives wisdom to those He likes. Um, he gives wisdom and pleasure. Amen. He gave, God gives wisdom, knowledge, and joy to those who please Amen. Him. But if a sinner becomes wealthy, God takes the wealth away and gives it to those who please Him. This is too. Okay, so uh, we certainly want to get... And then the area that He said uh, uh, that, uh, that God made man to worship Him, uh -huh. uh, to fear Him. Amen. And that right there, that's the safety. It's a safety net for us. Because, you know, we're, that's where we can be, be, find um, balance in our life. Amen. And the pleasure that we get out of our work. Mm -hmm. Amen. The pleasure we get out of a good day's work is to supply our family with food. That's the highest pleasure God has bestowed upon us, the satisfaction of being provider and fear God. And, and the fruit, you, you know, those who abide in me are, will bear much fruit. And that should be satisfaction to us down here. Um, I, I underlined exactly what you said about the wealth of the sinner becomes, uh, he, he distributes it to those who are, who please him. That's awesome. Um, one scripture that stood out for me is it says uh, in number three, I think it's three nine. Um, yet God has made everything beautiful for its own time. Okay. He has planted eternity in the human heart, but even so, people cannot see the whole scope of God's work from beginning to end. And that's, and that's, that's the, you know, again, we, we don't always see the full picture of where we're going. We don't always have, um, the full picture of what's, what work God is doing in our lives and our purpose and our destiny. You know, he, because if he did, he'd be told us everything at once. We'd probably freak out and run. So the plans he has for yeah, us. Amen. So one of the things that you reminded me of is, um. It's better to obey, thank Him for the problem, than not try to figure out. You know, mm -hmm. we're going to die yes. anyway. You right. know, what's the use of trying to be so smart with the plan, how God right. runs the Ooh. world? Yes, yes. So it's a bit to rejoice mm -hmm. and, and enjoy his, his, uh, the gifts from God. People should eat and drink. That's what we do. And we enjoy the fruit of our labors. When we have our meals in the morning, man, yeah. we're so happy and joyful. Yeah. And we're so tasty. We're 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 tasting. Yeah. You know, at the same time, we're disciplining our bodies not to uh, 
to, to wait for the gift, right? Wait for the reward. And I like what it says, that, you know, at the end it says, so I saw there's something better for people than to be happy in their work. That is why we're here. So I um, said so there's nothing better for people than to be happy in their work. That is why we're here. So, um, you know, whether you're working as a garbage truck operator yeah. or you're in AA recovery, encouraging or others you're, to you're, Or you're to an win. engineer. Yeah, or even... Your satisfaction out of yeah. a truck driver. Yeah. Good, or, good hard day's yeah, work. Or, or you're happy when you're serving others, um, you know, like you went and helped James yesterday. You know, when you brought the people over yesterday, I was happy helping. You know, today gave me great joy when I got the things I needed for your football game. It just is fun. You know, happy with my work. For a reward day. Yeah. So, it's just better to have, you know, be in the right place, doing the right thing where God has placed you. Um, and there's such joy in that. When even me, I don't have a paycheck coming in. But I'm happy. Right? He had so much money and so much wealth and so much wisdom and he wasn't satisfied. But I think this is, when we look at this book, I think it's, you know, in the beginning it was all glory. You know, God visited him twice, Solomon. You know, he asked for the right thing, wisdom to govern the people. And uh, God made him very famous and wise and rich. And he had that in the beginning, but something happened in... Well, we got 12 chapters, so yeah. more is going to unfold as yeah. we go along. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I'm jumping ahead. Okay, Lord. Well, that was awesome. Thank you. Um, so in 2 Corinthians 6, verses 1 to 13, it says, As God's partners, we, Paul and his co-workers, beg you, Corinthians, not to accept this marvelous gift of God's kindness and then ignore it. For God says, At just the right time, I heard you. On the day of salvation, I helped you. Indeed, the right time is now. Today is the day of salvation, every day, hallelujah. We live in such a way that no one will stumble because of us and no one will find fault with our ministry. In everything we do, we show that we are true ministers of God. We patiently endure troubles and hardships and calamities, every kind. We have been beaten, been put in prison, faced angry mobs, worked to exhaustion, endured sleepless nights, and gone without food. We prove ourselves by our purity, our understanding, our patience, our kindness by the Holy Spirit within us, and by our sincere love. We faithfully preach the truth, Preach the truth, and God's power is working in us. We use the weapons of righteousness in the right hand for attack and the left hand for defense. We serve God whether people honor us or despise us, whether they slander us or praise us. 
We are honest, but they call us imposters. We are ignored even though we are well known. We live close to death, but we're still alive. We've been beaten, but we've not been killed. Our hearts ache, but we always have joy. We are poor, but we give spiritual riches to others. We own nothing, and yet we have everything. Oh dear Corinthian friends, we have spoken honestly with you and our hearts are open to you. There's no lack of love on our part, but you have withheld your love from us. I'm asking you to respond as if you were my own children. Open your hearts to us. Amen. Amen. And in the study it says, uh, 2 Corinthians 6, verse 3 to 6, in everything he did, Paul always considered what his actions communicated about Jesus Christ. Paul realized that his current circumstances weren't as important as what he did with them. Turning a bad situation into a good one, he reached out to the Roman soldiers guarding him and encouraged Christians who were afraid of persecution. If you, if you are a believer and you're a minister for God, in the course of each day, unbelievers observe you. Don't let your careless or undisciplined actions be someone's excuse for rejecting Christ. Wow. No matter what you may be facing, be put in jail would cause many people to become bitter or to give up. But Paul saw jail time as one more opportunity to spread the good news of Christ. We may not be in prison, but we still have plenty of opportunities to be discouraged. Times of indecision, financial burdens, family conflict, church conflict, or the loss of our jobs. How we act in, each situ in such situations will reflect what we believe. Like Paul, look for wages, ways to determine your faith, even in bad situations. Beautiful. Whether or not the situation improves it will drive you closer to God and is there is there anything more important than that amen okay yeah, it gives me joy to read about Paul and, and how dedicated he is to Jesus Christ mm, just like yeah you know it just tells you that you know we we hope we pray spend more hours in searching the just enjoying the word of god yeah. through the paul's life amen mm. amen thank you lord yeah and you know i really like what he said is like at the very beginning he opens up with um he's begging them you know don't accept this marvelous gift of god's kindness and then ignore it. Mm. You know, how many times has God been kind to us and we've ignored Him? Mm -hmm. You know, um, so you know he, He's He's so kind and merciful, and we can't ignore that in in Amen. in situations. We have to show that to others. Um, you know, who aren't quite where we are. Yeah. Um. And I like when he says, at just the right time I heard you, on the day of salvation I helped you, and indeed, you know, today is the day of salvation. You know, every day is that day um, to, to walk in 
the good works that were created from before the foundations of the earth for us and to inherit and receive the blessings of our position in Christ um, you know for peace for joy for love for health for uh -huh. finances for provision for favor for whatever it is that day brings that day is your salvation you have uh -huh. it already there is no taking it back you know you, you have to just walk like you are a child of king amen and don't amen. forget that so today's the day today is a day amen mm. and um, I like where he says you know that um, he talks about patiently enduring through troubles and hardships and calamities of every kind you know as you know he was in prison he ex got exhausted he was went without food sleepless all the all the things that take place when you're when you're ministering the Word of God at times you know in some situations but it says we prove ourselves by our purity our understanding our patience our kindness by the Holy Spirit it comes within us and by our sincere love and wow. it says we faithfully preach the truth okay Amen. and when the, the truth is preached God's power is working in us you know we can't be having another doctrine it's got to be the truth of the gospel of grace and the Lord Jesus Christ and the finished work at the cross. And I, you know, I, when I read this, I don't know in another translation, but it says, We use the weapons of righteousness in the right hand, okay, for attack Amen. and the left hand for defense. So I'm kind of in my head picturing, you know, my weapons of uh, righteousness um, are what? Oh, the righteousness in Christ Jesus, and right, right standing in your mouth, right. uh -huh, your mouth, uh -huh, you know, uh -huh. and then uh, clapping your hands, attack uh -huh, the left uh -huh. hand, and deep for defense, praising God. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Our weapons of righteousness is, is doing battle through praise and worship. Amen. Speaking the word out loud, prophesying. Uh -huh. Good. Yeah, good. Very good. Mm -hmm. This is the left hand for defense, though. I was wondering what that meant. another translation would help us here well the right hand is like this attack and this is defense faith my shield of faith uh -huh. defense when he uh -huh. hits you uh -huh. and the other one is for you know often to go forward right and to and to take uh, and to to use your righteousness because it would because you're righteous as Jesus is so are we right so we have authority for those things that come against us it's part of our Well, you know, we have the opportunity to read it in a different translation. We've been reading out of the Good News translation lately. Right. Would you like to hear it on that? Sure, I would. Okay, let's see. It's, uh, so it's uh, 6. 2 Corinthians 6. 6, um, 6 1. 6 no. 1 through 13. No. Can't see. 6 6. Yeah, we have been beaten. Yeah, 6-6. Six, six. We prove ourselves purity by our purity, knowledge, and patience. 6-6. Six, six, and kindness, we have shown ourselves to be 
God's servants by the Holy Spirit, by our true love, by our message of truth, and by the power of God. We have righteousness as our weapon both to attack and to defend ourselves. Mm -hmm. We have righteousness as our weapon both to attack and to defend ourselves. We are honored and disgraced. We're insulted and praised. We are treated like liars, yet we speak the truth. Okay, that's the phrase we're after, huh? Right, mm-hmm. the weapon. Right. Okay, let me. Uh, that's um, seven. Okay. Uh, let me see it in a different okay. translation. Thank you. Okay. Um, easy to read translation says some people honor us. Excuse me, seven. By speaking the truth and by depending on God's power, <clears throat> this right way of living has prepared us to defend ourselves every kind of attack. Okay, they go ahead. Explains it right here by speaking the truth, that's your righteousness, and by depending on God's power, that's your righteousness. Uh-huh. This, you know, God's power is the left hand, speaking the truth could be the right hand. This way, this right way of living has prepared us to defend ourselves against every kind of attack. We speak the truth with God's power. Very good, man. They did those translators to translate it like that. Okay, the Message Bible says, uh, here we go, it says, working hard, working late, working without eating, with pure heart, clear heart, steady in hand, gentleness, holiness, honest love. When we're telling the truth and when God's showing us His power, when we're doing our best, setting things right, when we're praised, okay, it's, it's actually action, action, truth, action. Easy to read version says it pretty good. The NIV says, what does the NIV say? It said, in truthful speech and in the power of God, with weapons of righteousness in the right hand and in the left. In truthful speech and in the power of God, which explains there are they are weapons of righteousness. Okay. But in the hand, what does it say about the left hand there? It doesn't say anything. It's and in the left. And in the left. They're both say see the little mark right here? Yeah. It's kinda of explains the thought. In mm-hmm. truth in truthful speech right hand uh-huh, and in and the, the power, power of God, God left hand mm-hmm. in other words with weapons of righteousness in the right hand and in the left okay, okay power of God mm. signs and wonders truthful speech coming from the Holy Spirit and sincere love Same. What's that um, huh? message that was an NIV I already read the message I couldn't find the message it's kind of a okay blown in there but yeah. the only one is what the King James says by the word of truth, by the power of God, by the armor of righteousness on the right hand and on the left, by honor and dishonor. Okay, okay so the armor is on the right hand, on the left. You're right, I think, uh, by the word of God's truth and God's power, you know, that's your covering is your righteous. And that defends you and helps you. Right? Well, the covering of Jesus Christ, all the gifts He's given us, you know, deeds, 
before that it says, by purity, by knowledge, by long suffering, by kindness, by the Holy Spirit, by sincere love, by the word of truth, by the power of God, by the armor of righteousness on the right hand and on the left, by honor and dishonor. Well, oh, that's really crunched in. Oh, his life is right there crunched in such a little uh, verses. Yet unknown as dying and behold we live, as chastened and yet not killed, as sorrowful yet always rejoicing, as poor yet making many rich, as having nothing yet possessing all things. Okay. Amen. Okay, the Psalms. Pray for the Psalms. <laughs> Pray for the upheaval around the world, the uncertainty and chaos. Quiet yourself and trust in God's strength and involvement everywhere. Psalm 46, 1 through 11 says, God is our refuge and strength, always ready to help in times of trouble. So we will not fear when earthquakes come and the mountains crumble into the sea. Let the oceans roar and foam. Let the mountains tremble as the waters surge. A river brings joy to the city of our God in the sacred home of the Most High. God dwells in that city. It cannot be destroyed from the very break of day. God will protect it. The nations are in chaos and their kingdoms crumble. God's voice thunders and the earth melts. The Lord of heaven's armies is here among us. The God of Israel is our fortress. Come see the glorious works the Lord of the Lord. See how he brings destruction upon the world. He causes wars to end throughout the earth. He breaks the bow and snaps the spear. He burns the shields with fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be honored by every nation. I will be honored throughout the world. The Lord of heaven's army is here among us. The God of Israel is our fortress. Amen. Proverbs 22:15. A youngster's heart is filled with foolishness, but physical discipline will drive it far away. Amen. A youngster's heart is filled with foolishness, but physical discipline will drive it far away. Amen.